Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on February 1st, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Matt Baxendale. It's going to be a heck of a busy and fun day on the Ohio State beat. Going to get a chance to talk with Ryan Day for the first time since right after the Peach Bowl. Going to get a chance to talk with all of the assistant coaches um, on Wednesday morning. Bax and I are actually recording this show late Tuesday night because I have to be at Ohio State 9.30 a.m. Eastern this morning to interview Ryan Day and all of the assistant coaches, including Mark Pantoni and James Laurinaitis. Cannot wait for that. But backs, so let's get to the big news from yesterday. Corner Davis and Igbenusen committing to the Buckeyes, the number one player left in the portal. Um, one of the top corners in the country um, as far as the por- uh, portal was concerned. Even entering the portal was the number four corner. Uh, was a freshman All-American at Ole Miss. Great get by the Buckeyes. There's a kid coming out of high school a year ago was a top 247 kid as well, and all he did was start a bunch of the freshmen at Ole Miss and look generally like he's a pretty good player. So for Ohio State, this is everything we could have asked for at the cornerback position, right? How much complaining did we do last year when Ohio State didn't get a transfer corner with some experience playing when we had a, a six scholarship corners and most of them were freshmen, right? Like this is so important for Ohio State to have gotten this guy. He's probably a day one starter. You're looking at him, Burke, and Hancock probably as our top three corners coming into the season. They let the freshmen who are coming in, who are good. We got two corners in this class who are strong, good freshman corners. But you can't rely on true freshmen if you want to win a net. You just can't. So this is huge. Ohio State finally got more than six scholarship corners on the team, and they picked up a really good one who spent most of the year playing as a starter in the SEC. And he's got three more years of eligibility left. This is fantastic. This is, this is huge for Ohio State. And by the way, this is two starting caliber secondary pickups from lesser schools that are looking for an upgrade for themselves personally. With, with, of course, Davidson Igbenosum. Is it Igbenosum is how we say his name? Right? Igbenosum. And he even has OSU in his last name. They're perfect. Davidson OSU is what we're going to call him now. Davey O. And then him and Jihad Carter from Syracuse. I mean, those are two guys that will probably start this year for Ohio State in the secondary. We got him in the portal. So, pretty good haul for Ohio State 
all that talk we had about upgrading the secondary and we didn't have enough talent for Jim Knowles in the biggest game, we're, we're fixing it quickly. That's important. And you know what? I, I didn't realize it, you know, until it happened that it, I knew Michigan was in the mix. I didn't realize it came down to Ohio State or Michigan, which makes it even sweeter. I thought it was like UCLA, obviously Ohio State, Michigan, and Tennessee. Tennessee kind of all mix, but Ohio State had to lead, you know, Chris Hummer, who, you know, leads our charge at 24-7 Sports with the transfer portal. Once he put his crystal ball in for the Buckeyes, that's like Steve Wiltfong putting his crystal ball in or Bill Curlick for a recruit. So that was huge. But I didn't know, Bax, that it came down to just basically Ohio State, Michigan. It makes it a little sweeter, doesn't it? Yeah, I like beating those guys in recruiting. And it's been weird, too, the last couple of years. We haven't had a ton of crossover in recruiting. But there's been a few famous ones, like J.J. McCarthy and Kyle McCord. And as of right now, we're behind on that. So it's good to see us win one of these head-to-heads. This is a kid who would have started for either team at Florida this year, too, with the losses that they're having. So OSU just got a starter in the, in the game at the expense of our rival. It's a huge deal. It's an absolutely huge deal. And it's one of those things that helps mitigate some of these concerns that we've had about our, our, our talent overall in defense. I mean, this is improving multiple levels of defense here. With Carter as, the, as one of our three safeties, he's going to be supporting on, on both the linebackers and with the secondary, the way that they, the safety support the run. you got a guy in Igbenosum who's going to come in and play. Most of our snaps would be my expectation on him. This is a huge pickup for Ohio State. It should make our defense significantly better. Speak up as much as you can. You're cutting out a little bit on me, so just speak up as loud because we want to hear the people's champ. Get as close to the mic as you can. You want me to be as loud as I can be? Is that what you're saying? There you go. I can prepare. You don't need a microphone. Great. All right, let's get into the depth chart at corner. As you mentioned, they have seven scholarship corners. Still not like a ton of scholarship corners. You'd probably rather have like eight or nine, but like I love – you know, obviously that's better than six, what they had last year. And now, like, I, I just really love the talent, you know, and, and look at this. So I, you got to think Igbenosin is going to be a starter. If not, maybe the number three corner at the worst, where if they rotate, although Jim Knowles doesn't like to rotate, Denzel Burke, Jordan Hancock, Jair Brown, Ryan Turner, and then the true freshmen who are both highly rated, five-star Jermaine Matthews and very high four-star Calvin Simpson Hunt. Love that seven. How do you think the depth chart is going to shake out? Well, I think Jair Brown's probably four. I think the top three are going to be Hancock, Burke, and Igbenosum in some order, right? Those are your most experienced ones. They all have pedigree. Burke is a guy who I think we've all – well, you all know what he can do if he's healthy. Um, but Jair Brown, when he played last year, remember we had one game where I think it was Jair Brown and Cam Martinez were our two available corners at this point? J.K. Johnson, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah it's like it's J.K. Johnson, we, and he's gone now. But, like, we had two available corners on scholarship for one – was it Northwestern maybe was the game? I can't remember which one it was. It was but a it was home after- game, I think. I think it was a home game. Might have been. Somebody like Rutgers. It was against somebody bad. Yeah. Yeah, it was. But it was – think about that, though. What if that had been against a good team and we only had two available scholarship corners? Right. Problem, red alert, flashing light. Like, that's bad. And there was plenty of times this past year where Burke wasn't fully healthy. We had guys who – Cam Brown was out there dragging himself through the season with all the nagging injuries he had. You have to have guys that can get on the field and play. So now we've got three guys that we feel pretty good about. I think Jair Brown looked pretty good when we got to see him as a true freshman. He looks like a guy who's going to have some potential to rise. And guess what? When your true freshmen are your fifth and sixth guys on the depth chart, then them coming and earning playing time is an added bonus, not a necessity. And that's huge if you want to be a team that's going to be a national championship kind of contender like Ohio State. So, yeah, 
I think with the top three are pretty clear in my mind. I think Brown can force his way in. Um, you know, I think Hancock's probably the least secure of the three just because of the amount of time we saw him on the field compared to the other. Uh, Burke and then, of course, Bigman Osen when he was at Ole Miss. But we've got pieces now where you're like, okay, our freshmen can develop a little bit. And if there's injuries, well, we can put them in the spot so that some of the guys who need to start can take a break if they need to. That's huge. We didn't get to do that last year. Everybody was just hurt, and we were just praying we had enough healthy guys to get through games. There might be some people out there wondering, well, why would Igbenosin transfer to Ohio State if he was a freshman All-American at Ole Miss? I mean, two things. Obviously, Ohio State's a better program than Ole Miss. Also, the main reason he went to Ole Miss was because of Chris Partridge, who was the defensive coordinator at Ole Miss, who's a Jersey guy. Igbenosin's a Jersey guy. Chris Partridge was fired, and that's like, you know, a main the main reason he went to Ole Miss. So now he was looking for a better program. And um, I'm not breaking news here. He found it, and we're happy to have him. And like Back said, it's not just like you're getting a guy that's going to be a good, you know, big piece of the team this year. Um, best case scenario, I'll put it this way: best case scenario, he's here two years because that means he balls out and he goes pro after a junior year. Like worst case scenario, in my opinion, after watching his film, he'll be a, like a really good player here for three years. So the fact that you get him not just for one year, but at least two years, maybe three years, absolutely love it. And then Backs, you hit on this, man. I mean, I love what they've done in the portal. They've gotten two elite defensive backs. Jihad Carter was the number one safety in the portal entering the offseason. Um, Big Benosin was the number four corner, as I said. And, you know, now that the dust had settled, as I said, like Big Benosin, of all the guys left in the portal um, until yesterday, was the number one overall player. So they, yeah. they land, before anybody transferred, they land the number four corner in the portal, the number one safety and. I'm trying to think, backs. What uh, of Ohio State's defense needed fixed this year? Oh, the secondary. Um, I absolutely love it. And then they added a good depth piece. I'm hearing he might not be the, the surefire starter that maybe some people think in Cutler, Victor Cutler from Louisiana Monroe. But you got two years of eligibility out of him, and maybe he will be a starter at the very least. He's going to be, you know, a good depth piece. And then you get the quarterback from Oregon State just to be, you know, an insurance policy, third string, fourth string quarterback. Tell you what, man, I don't think they did a good job in the portal last year. They've done a great job so far this year. You know, this reminds me of the conversation we always had about when Ohio State would have a kid who was eligible for the draft and would come back, and we call him a seven-star recruit or an eight-star recruit or whatever, right? Right. This is the equivalent of that. You know, you're getting guys that are starting caliber players that have already had college experience elsewhere. These aren't just freshmen that you're coming in that you're like, wow, he's going to be great at some point indefinitely down the line these are plug-and-play starters that are guys who were all conference all american for all a freshman all american all acc player right um and even cutler is a guy yeah he was at a little school and yeah he wasn't a big time prospect but how many little schools have had guys that have gotten there and are wildly better than a recruiting rank maybe they didn't have access to strength and condition maybe they went to a little high school maybe they were in an under-recruited state maybe they had great issues when they were in high school people were afraid of it right uh, look at the kid that was uh was it Eric Fisher was like the number one or two pick in the draft like ten years number ago. One, yep. Yeah, number one pick by the yep. He was a two star tight end and he went to what Western Michigan or somewhere random, Central Michigan, something like that. It happens. Central Michigan, I think. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it happens all the time. That this is a kid that, hey, the number one pick in the draft and he's a tackle, and that all the big programs miss him. It happens. Kids elevate beyond their station, and you have kids that are missed. And those kids need to go down to the programs that fit for them to be able to play. We've seen the down part, but until the portal, it was hard to have the up part. Now we're seeing that. And as a place like Ohio State, 
You have to capitalize on that. And I'll tell you what, this offseason, they've done it. I've loved what they've done in the portal here. Like, sure, I'd love to, you know, find another Paris Johnson replacement at tackle, but those don't exactly exist out there. And you know what I really like about this, Dave? The way Ohio State's gone about the portal, they could have gone and said, hey, the Texas A&M lost half of that $30 million recruiting class. Let's go get some of those kids because they were big prospects. No, they went and they got a kid who was already a starter at Syracuse and was really good and said, hey, up yourself. They got a kid in Igbenosum who was way he was better than a, 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 a standard old Miss recruit, right? That's a, a B team in the SEC, right? And then he wanted to elevate himself. He'd already shown he was good enough to be what he could be at that school. They elevated him. Cutler elevated him. These are kids that aren't like rejects from other programs. They're some of that program's best kids that thought they could do better. Those are the kids you want in the portal, and Ohio State got them. Yeah, it's fantastic. All right, as I teased. Man, it's going to be fun later today. Again, Bax and I are, are recording the show late Tuesday night. I was hoping to do a live show, but uh, um, I almost said the day got, job got in the way. That would, wouldn't make any sense. It's the same job. I, I'm not <laughs> just a podcaster. I also cover the team. So have to be at Ohio State at 930 this morning. So we're doing the show um, Tuesday night. I cannot wait for this because not only has it been a long layoff, but it's rare that we get the entire coaching staff. We're going to get Ryan Day at 9.30 for about a half hour in the team room. And then inside the Woody Hayes um, Athletic Center, the indoor um, playing field, we're going to get all of the assistant coaches, including James Laurinaitis and Mark Pantone, which I love getting Pantone. Now it's signing day tomorrow, which is interesting. They're not going to sign anybody. Uh, we're not getting any of the early enrollees, which we usually do. But I cannot wait to talk to Coach Day and all of the assistant coaches. What are you looking forward to the most tomorrow, Bax? Uh, or today, it, today, shortly after all of you watch this live uh, podcast, there's a number of things that I think are going to be bad, right? Like asking Jim Knowles about the transfer portal. Hey, so now the season's over, we can admit you didn't have enough talent, right? You know, <laughs> I'll never admit that he's not. He's too nice. He, I'm not. He's not a nice guy, but he's too smart and too good of a leader to say. Yeah, that. he's not good on his own no. roster, right? Like right. you know, the, the kids under the bus. Right, you're the coach. You're responsible for it. I, I, somebody's going to ask Ryan Day, "How does it feel to have lost out on the national championship by one point?" And the look on Day's face is going to be pure murder. So that's going to happen. Like I, I hope somebody gets it on video somewhere. Um, I, I also really want to know what changed in the last year for James Laurinaitis. We all heard the stories about, you know, he didn't go to Ohio State, so he went to Notre Dame, and there was rumbling. What changed, right? Or was that just all overblown? from last year, right? Because we all knew Laurinaitis wanted to go into coaching, and everybody said there was something going on with him and how it so he went to Notre Dame. And I know he's buddies with Mark Freeman, but now he's back. Something changed, right? What was it? So, and I'm thrilled, by the way, to have, have James Laurinaitis, all right? That, that's a huge thing for us, okay? This is one of my favorite players when I, whenever I was a student at Ohio State. You know, a guy who was 4-0 in his career against Michigan, is you can't have enough of them around the team right now when we're trying to fix that issue, you know? So I think there's a million things you could ask that are going to be really fascinating. And the last one I want to ask is, how's the play calling going to work out this year with Brian Hartland as the offensive coordinator? Brian Day is pretty good at calling plays. This is a change. And this is for the better? How's that going to work? I think Dave froze. Dave Jeff. Which is interesting because I didn't freeze. 
So if this actually gets out there, hi everybody. I'm gonna vamp for a minute. So talk about James Laurinaitis. Down here in my man room, I have a James Laurinaitis bobblehead. And of course, my Ohio State Steel Bridge team hard hat, which James Laurinaitis signed back in the day when I was a student at Ohio State. So, big fan of all that, right? So, yeah, I'm very excited to have the animal back. I have a 33 jersey somewhere from when I was an undergrad floating around here, too. Somewhere. At least I think I do. So, we'll have to see. Oh, Dave's back. The vamping has succeeded. All right. I've been vamping this whole time, Dave. Wow, I uh, my computer just completely shut off, and I'm like, well, hopefully, like you I'm know, doing the show with James Laurinaitis. Hopefully, everything, hopefully everything recorded, and I'm yeah, here to tell you, man, I don't know what happened. Live, like, man. The, my computer just shut off, and then thank goodness that not only you kept talking, but uh, it's still working. All right, well, I'm throwing my James Laurinaitis signed hard hat and my James Laurinaitis bobblehead doll off. I'm asking him questions. James, are you happy about the Michigan losses? No. James, what was your record against Michigan? Four and oh, oh. No, it was the exact opposite of Chad Henney's record. Yes. All right. There you go. All right. Great stuff out of Matt Bagson down unless he said something about my family um, when my computer uh, I was out on me there for like a 30 seconds. But, uh, I would only talk about you. <laughs> unless he said something bad about me. Great stuff. And even if he did, great stuff out of Matt Bagson down. You can catch his column every Sunday. It is the award-winning bucket. Thanks very much to Bax. Thanks to all of you. It's going to be a big day on the Ohio State beat. Keep it locked to Bucknuts. Thanks again to Bax. Thanks to all of you. Hope everyone has a great day. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.